Welcome back in listeners to another wonderful episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have a very special guest joining us today. We have the author, Isla Mel, whose book Designing Broadway is now available everywhere books are sold, including the drama bookstore. And this is a book, if you are a Broadway fan, it is an essential part of your collection. It's a very cool book that it, it's it's perfect for reliving those great moments and detailing the wonderful sets that have graced the Broadway stage. So with that, let's go ahead and bring on our guest, Isla. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to have you on. I've been loving your book we picked it up earlier or we picked it up last week i should say down at the drama bookshop and i was mentioning before we started it's like a yearbook for us as we've been scrolling the pages and looking through i was like oh that show and yes that show the photography is brilliant the insight's incredible i just i love this book it's amazing oh i love to hear that thank you i wanted to say that i wrote it with the set designer derek mcclain Yes, yes. The great Broadway set designer, Derek McLean. Yes. And I wanted to start with asking you, could you tell us a little bit about the book itself? Sure. The book is called Designing Broadway. And so my initial idea when I approached Derek with it was that I wanted to showcase his work. And he's so modest and generous that he said he didn't think he was worthy of a book, which he obviously is, but he wanted to include his colleagues as well. And when he said that, I knew that it was a great idea. So what we do is we take themes. So let's say one of them is called Bursts of Color. And so we talk about Derek's set for How to Succeed, the one with Daniel Radcliffe and John Larroquette. And we talk about the use of color in the set. And we talk to the director, Rob Ashford, for that show. But then we compare it to the original set for Hairspray by David Rockwell. And so we talked to David about that show because that was very colorful. But not only did we talk to David, but we talked to Jerry Mitchell, the choreographer, Jack O'Brien, the director, and even John Waters himself. And so, you know, we just talk about sets in terms of theme. That said, you know, it is focused on sets, but it's also the stories of these shows and how they came about. And so that's why I think even if you're not especially interested in in set design, there's still a story that it will be compelling for most theater fans. Yes, I, I love that. I love the way that you've stitched all these great shows all together. That's oh, So where did you come up with the idea for this book? Well, I had seen a couple of Derek's shows. I saw American Sun, and I really liked that set. Um, it took place in a police station, and they taught. It was so detailed, and, and but also sort of heightened, and, and still realistic. And I just thought this is really interesting, and I wanted to see what the rooms looked like that weren't on stage. So I kind of wanted more from it. And then I saw just this small off-Broadway show he did called Good for Auto, which looked like the set itself looked like just a room, an old dingy room that everyone's seen a thousand times. It didn't even look like a set. <laughs> and then I saw Moulin Rouge, which is so gorgeous, but so different, just lush and sexy and beautiful. And I thought, wow, the same person did all of this. That's really interesting to me. 
And that's why I got the idea. I just thought it was really fascinating. Plus, you know, when you go to a show, you have a relationship with the set before the show ever starts because you're sitting there looking at it for a half hour. That's sort of, you know, a unique thing in theater because you don't get to see the costumes beforehand. You most of the time don't see the actors. So really, you you get a lot of information before the show even starts from the set. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned, forgive me, I, I'm going to botch the name, the auto show. Good for auto. Yeah. Good for auto, because that was one thing I loved in this book is not only is it showing Broadway shows, but there's several off Broadway shows in here as well. As I was yeah. scrolling through, I was like, oh, the Laura Pell's theater. Yeah, I know that one. And I'm glad that that was mentioned because I'm with you there where I've walked into some of these off Broadway theaters and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't think it was this big. And then as the set as the show goes on and the set moves around, I'm like, oh, we're in the center of the off-Broadway. Okay, like this goes on and on. And it's so impressive. And you're like, how did they come up with this idea? Where did they come up, you know, so. Right. One of our categories is designing in a shoebox. And that's, you know, a lot of off-Broadway theaters are just these little tiny spaces, but yet the sets are so innovative. Yeah. So working with Derek McLean and everything, what was it like developing the book? So, there, you know, it, there's a process when you have an idea because you have to figure out what the book actually is going to be. You have the idea, but then, you know, you have to go into specifics. And he was a really great partner. He had never worked on a book before and I had never designed sets before. So we really listened to each other. And, you know, it was a full 50-50 partnership and it was really just a fun process. And I couldn't wait to work with him every single day. I love that. It's always so wonderful when you like meet those people who have all the success in the world and they're just genuinely great people. Cause then yeah. you're like, please keep having success. You deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, how long did it take you? Like how, when did you start this book and how long did it take you to put everything together? You know, it wasn't a very long process. We had the idea and then, um, and then the pandemic happened and so because of that, I reached out to someone I knew who had published some of my other books earlier. And, uh, you know, I just bounced the idea off him. He really liked it. And so we just, just sort of got to work. It was a, an abbreviated process, really, because of the pandemic. The benefit of that was that no one was working. So people were available to talk to us. So that was helpful. <laughs> So I would say the whole thing from really pursuing it to getting it out there was maybe a year and a half. Wow. Yeah, that is quick for, yeah. for a book, especially a book of this quality. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Is there a message or a thought that you are hoping that readers will take away from this? Yeah, that theater is a collaborative, wonderful, creative business whether you enjoy it as an audience member or a performer, a designer, a director, producer, you know, anything you do in it, there, there's space at, for everyone in different voices and that, you know, the creative process is important and necessary. Yes, a thousand times. Absolutely. <laughs> there's more than just the people that walk around on stage and say things. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why we didn't just limit it to set designers. There's directors, there's playwrights, composers, there's, you know, everybody. Yes. 
And my final question for this first part is, who do you hope have access to designing Broadway? Oh, well, everybody. <laughs> Every single <laughs> United States should read it. <laughs> for the second half of the interview, I want to give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit better. Wonderful. And I want to start by asking what or who inspires you? What playwrights, composers, shows, or other authors for that fact uh, have inspired you or are some of your favorites? I love William Goldman, the screenwriter. I read his books. He has books just about writing that are inspiring to me as a writer. We do very different kind of work, but just the process. I just think he's fascinating and he's such a great writer. You know, he does mostly screenplays, but he's also done, you know, he wrote the book, The Princess Bride, and then did the screenplay for it. And he's just amazing. He wrote Misery. He wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. So I just, I adore his work. That's amazing. Those are amazing, amazing films. Like yeah. incredible stories. And that stick with you too. Now, have you seen any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? Well, yes. In addition to Here Lies Love, which I really did like, I I think Shucked is so much fun. I just love Shucked. Grey House was really interesting. I went in so excited to see something so different. And I sat there and I was really excited for, you know, like the first half hour. And then I was thinking, I don't know if I like being here watching this. I'm not sure. And then but I think that's what you're supposed to feel like. And then at the end, I was like, I, I need to see this again. <laughs> so you need the whole show to really figure out what's going on completely. So, you know, then in hindsight, I wanted to see it again. And I just wanted to talk about it for all night long and piece it together. That was a lot of fun. It was such, it's a perfect summer thriller play. So what is your favorite part about working in the theater? Well, that I, the people that I get to work with, I, you know, it's so funny because like you, I interview a lot of people for my work. And so you get like a little slice of people's lives and it's just, you know, it's really interesting. It's very inspiring a lot of the time and it's, it's fun. It's never dull and it's, there's always something new. And that's what I really love. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, that is a one thing about the theater is it never gets old. It never gets repeated. Yeah. We've now arrived at my favorite question to ask, which is what is your favorite theater memory? Oh, I remember when you asked this at a panel discussion. <laughs> so, okay. Well, you know, there's nothing for me that can beat just being at Annie as a little, little kid and just the excitement. I wanted to see that show so much to see girls my age on stage doing something that I love to do because I was I started as an actor. So I just that was everything to me as a little girl. So th there can never be magic like that in the theater for me, like there was that night when I saw Annie for the first time. Now, was this Annie on Broadway? Yes. Was it with Sarah Jessica Parker? 
No, no, it was after SJP. Okay, I feel like we have a lot of people that come on and have the Annie experience, and it's always at SJP, and I'm like, I miss a hell of a show. <laughs> it was a great show, yeah, it really was. I, I love that. I love the power of Annie. So what a wonderful memory. Thank you for sharing that. Oh my gosh. There's something, if you're a girl of a certain age, you really, Annie really hit you. <laughs> Are there any other projects or, or books or, or productions or anything you have coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug? Well, I can actually announce this now, but I'm working with the American Theater Wing to do a book celebrating 75 years of Tony winners. And I'm so excited. It's a complete dream project for me. I'm so excited for this. That will, I will be first in line to get this book. I can't wait. We're saving a spot on our bookshelf for it. Oh. And if I can just ask a follow-up question with that, where can our listeners maybe buy some of your other works or what other works do you have out there that they might be able to find? So I wrote the official book that is the accompaniment to the TV show Project Runway. I work with them to do their book, which was so much fun. And I wrote a book called New York Fashion Week, which gives you all the dish about the Brian Park era of Fashion Week. And then I wrote some books. My first two books were about casting for movies and television and who was up for parts that went to other people. Like, you know, Mickey Rooney turned down the chance to play Archie Bunker and All in the Family and things like that. So I love that kind, those casting stories. I think they're so much fun. Like who was almost cast? Isla, I'm going to like buy all of your stuff now and go down that rabbit hole <laughs> because I love those. Like, what if, what if someone exactly. had taken that job? What would the show have looked like? Oh, exactly. Like Richard Dreyfus was originally cast to play the Bob Fosse character and all that jazz. It would have been so different. Oh my gosh. This I'm loving that. Oh, <laughs> I have not finished the book I'm reading now and I have to hurry and get this book. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. If our listeners want more information about designing Broadway or about you, maybe they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do that? Instagram is the best place to reach me. We love the Instagram. We love the gram. <laughs> oh, better. <laughs> it's so much fun. Well, Isla, <laughs> thank you so much for your time today and, and stopping by to speak to us about your incredible book. And we are so excited about your upcoming book, celebrating 75 years of Tony winners. So we will be excited to hopefully have you back for that and to be cracking that book open soon. April it's coming. So not that long. Yay. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you. My guest today has been the author Isla Mel, whose new book Designing Broadway is now available anywhere you get books, including the drama bookstore. And if you are a theater lover, it's, this is an essential. You need to get it right now. It's an incredible look at sets and all the other elements of designing on Broadway. It's a beautiful book. You can see all sorts of pictures from past productions. It's written by Isla along with Derek McLean. It's It really is just a fantastic book. We have not been able to put it down. And you will not want to be without this book. This is definitely one that's perfect for any theater lover in your life. So pick it up now anywhere you get your books, as well as at the Drama Bookshop. 
So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and to keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. Hello.